My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I'm here with Shakira Relliford. She's the host of the Nonprofit Unplugged podcast, and her expertise is in grant writing and nonprofit management from start to finish. Really, really cool work, so important in this world today. Um, and today we're talking about finding courage through vulnerability and how, you know, following a calling like this to help people on a grander scale uh, requires us to get vulnerable in our fears, um, fears of the future, fears of what people are going to think, fears of, is it going to be successful, and how to kind of build build up that courage to trust your intuition, to trust your higher power towards the calling that, you, that you've been called to. So welcome, Shakira. How are you today? Thank you, Molly. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited because this is this is the opportunity I get to really um, dig deep and be real with the general population <laughs> and not just with a few people here and there or people that I coach, you know, like I get to like really be vulnerable in a positive way though, but you know, just work through this. And so I am really, I'm excited. Good, good. I am excited too. It's so good to meet you. And so you're coming to us from Indiana near Chicago, yeah. which is so cool. Um, I'm down here in Orlando. So that's, I know the weather's quite different up there. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us on the day to day, what is it that you do in helping people to start this nonprofit to start doing what they want to do for others? I really focus on like, if this was like my typical Monday through Friday, I, I really work with that individual, the leader, the board, whomever is seeking like that. I need your help. Um, I work with them to say, let's sit down because what happens is they come to me with the thought of, I need money. I need a grant. You know how to do that. Can you just do it? Well, realizing there's a, there's a, there's a process before you get so here is the grant process and they're like way past the screen and we need to merge them up to that point and so I'm I do a lot of educating them of that process what that grant readiness process looks like and they're like oh I didn't know any of this and so they're overwhelmed they're like what what you know and so I work with them to calm their nerves. Let's focus on building or what I call or what the, the field calls organizational capacity, right? Getting your ducks in a row to be able to meet the need of that mission that you have. And so grants is just one component of the funding ladder. And I always keep it at the bottom of the total pole. I use grants as a last resort, right? Because there's so many other guarantees if you will or so many other opportunities to to grow and scale and grants won't work with you to do that unless you don't already have that history or know what 
to do, what what that looks like. And that requires you to have the process in order. So I spent a lot of time edutaining, if you will. And so <laughs> that's that's where the podcast came in because I was like, I do a lot of talking all day, every day. And it's like, I can refer you to a podcast episode mm-hmm. and you can digest me without having to pay a lot of money or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, you can take what you need to take, you know, take the meat, spit out the bones and still have a successful and profitable nonprofit and, you know, uh, helping people understand that your nonprofit is a business just because you, just because it's stamped with a nonprofit on it. That just means their, their tax is a tax exemption. And some nonprofits don't have a tax exempt status because that's their, that's their groove. That's totally okay too, but you have to still run the nonprofit as a regular business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, as a for-profit. So just yeah. a lot of debunking those misconceptions. Mm-hmm. And do you find your clients struggle with the same thing that you struggled with when you began your mission, that kind of feeling like they're a little bit lost in the forest and mm-hmm. like afraid to admit mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're, they're they vulnerable? Are, yes. <laughs> um, I, you know, and I, when I started, I started in a nonprofit field like almost 12 years ago between 10 and 12 years ago, I don't keep up with time anymore. And, um, but by that point, I was, I wasn't interested in learning what this world really meant, but I stayed in it because I loved it so much. (laughs) And the pay was really good. Yes, you can get a job working as a nonprofit, you don't have to own a nonprofit to get a six figure job or be, you know, in the nonprofit space it is very possible. And so I was like, man, I like the money here. You know, like nonprofits pay me better than the regular people. And I had to learn a lot of trial and error. And so when I was ready to start my own, I was like, oh crap, I don't think I know what I'm doing, which I knew I knew what I was doing because I knew I had the calling to do it. Mm -hmm. I just was like, okay. I, so that's where I had to really lean in and say, okay, God, you really going to have to show me in the most vivid image possible what those steps are. And Mm -hmm. that's, and I just did them and I didn't realize I was doing everything the I call it work smarter not harder way and so I had a lot of people asking me how did you do that how did you do that in so fast in such a short amount of time what do you mean you know and I was like uh the Holy Spirit like you know I was just like I don't know I love that yeah and that was actually one of my next questions is you know, working with the Holy Spirit as a Christian, but also highly intuitive, open to the spirit realm. How has that um, enhanced your intuition, your ability to kind of grasp these concepts quickly and kind of find your way again, we'll just call it the forest, the the Mm -hmm. forest where we get lost in not only nonprofit, but like being an entrepreneur, doing your thing, and then growing to in your courage to serve others. So tell me what that's like for you in order to, to, to feel guided like that. It requires a lot of me knowing myself and me knowing how spirit talks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like this since I was a little, little girl. And so I would, I always call them premonitions. I would see something and it happened and then I'd be like freaking out. Like, oh my God, that just happened, you know? And so as a kid, no one's in my corner, like, telling me that's probably normal or tap into that hone into that find out what that really looks like you know what I mean and so um and I've you know I've been a Christian my whole life and so I was like okay well hmm I don't know what that looks like so I had to really take some time to learn myself what this whole gift really meant and so as I grew up right and I started to 
practice more and um not like in a I'm a psychic way but more of a like okay let me just test the waters here and I was able to like I mean I could read a person's situation without ever meeting them knowing them but I would get a vivid image or I would hear something or whatever the case may be and so I use that as opportunity to pray like oh let me just pray about that right like let me just pray and then see what happens from there even when I'm getting inquiries or if I'm working one-on-one with a client um I get a whole like vision like a plan for them right like within the first 30 minutes and I'm like okay I'll give this to you I lay this out what do you think and they're like this would be perfect or like how did you know or you know and I'm like (laughs) can't tell you that, but, you know, really <laughs> connecting with that. And so even with my own businesses, um, I would get an unction just like last week, I got an unction to change a program and, and turn, instead of making it just an online course, turn it into like an, uh, a, a group coaching or a community or a, a, a space that's like really intensive and engaging. And I was like, well, that's abrupt. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay. Like, <laughs> That's how it works. Right. Like, and so I was like, oh, do it. what? Do and it. So, like, all this time, you know, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things where it's like, I have to really rely like, okay, God, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> but honestly, just to answer the question in, you know, in that loop around, um, right. really understanding who I am and how the spirit guides me and trusting that guide, mm. like, the idea that I have today won't be the same as tomorrow because I'll do it and it's like nope change it this way or blah blah blah, you know or I might run into someone or meet someone or talk to somebody and it's like oh that this one program is for this one person and if that's all I can help and bless I've done my job so really just tapping in and connecting to who I am as spirit guides me right yeah totally I, I love it I get it and yeah, I love, I love how you just said, it's just going to happen. You just have to do it. And, and, and <laughs> right. I mean, I think what's really funny in, in my intuitive development journey and, and the clients that I help is that it's like we can feel that direction coming in and then there's the doubts and the fears yes. Yes. and then the vulnerability. Oh, if I put myself out there, I won't have my safety net or mm-hmm. what will people think or will mm-hmm. I survive? So how does, what's your biggest challenge with that? Is it, do you overthink or do you tend to like get a little fearful, like when you're not trusting your intuition? I, for me, I have gotten used to failing at so much, like so many things that I'm so scared of success. Mm. And so I sabotage because it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be the bomb.org is going to blow up. It's going to be whatever, whatever. Right. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that because I'm too scared of what the, I get successful. And then what? And mm-hmm. then and like, I don't know what the, I don't know what the next step looks like. And so um, I'll Who delay I it. Be? Who am I yeah. going to be if I'm if I'm living that life? Yeah, I don't know exactly. that person yet. And so it's like, man, I want that. But it's like, man, I don't. God, are you sure I'm ready for this? <laughs> like, <laughs> You sure? Like, cause, I don't apparently it doesn't give us anything we can't handle mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> so I'm like all right all right all right so I have to just I have to trust that success or failure there's never really a failure right because if, if I only fail if I don't actually attempt or try and so knowing that 
being successful is okay and it is not going to damage you or your relations your you know what i mean like it's not going to make you i don't know it it, it, it's going to be okay regardless of what it looks like it's going to be okay and like so you won't, you won't lose yourself i won't yes yes yeah. mm-hmm. or i'm yeah. afraid i might get too you know big-headed you know i might get too <laughs> up in the clouds that i just like <laughs> treat everyone minusculely like eh, okay whatever you know like or i won't have that humble servant's heart anymore or whatever mm-hmm. so i kind of and that's where the ocd comes mm-hmm. in the, the intrusive thoughts kick in mm-hmm. and then it's like trouble and then mm. I'm jumping into the compulsions and then that's trouble too. And it's like, you know what, Shakira, you put yourself in an entire hamster wheel and you didn't, no one even told you to go in the cage. Mm. Can you share a little bit about that? I mean, it's so interesting. You, you're highly sensitive in a lot of different ways. And to, you know, even OCD is, of course, the mind's way of trying to subconsciously, you know, give some sense of protection and control. But what's that like for you when it comes to taking really good care of your spirit and having good boundaries? And how, you know, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to having the OCD, like when the intrusive thoughts start to happen? I, you know what, um, again, I've had, I've had it as a kid and I didn't even get diagnosed formally until this year mm-hmm. because I was like, this is, this is way out of control. And I'm like scared, right. Uh, postpartum five years ago, six years ago was scary then, but it was not the same level. Right. So I was like, okay, well having to go to therapy and learn tools to help, you know, mitigate a lot of the A lot of the, I want the the traumatic thoughts or the 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 trauma that was starting to associate itself with, with mm-hmm. it, right? And so, I said, okay, what does this look like, though? You know what I mean? Like, what does this look like for me? Like, putting these boundaries in place, implementing these tools, strategies, and all that. I am like, okay, well, moving forward. <laughs> You know, like I have to understand that the perceptions of other people is not my business. Mm-hmm. The perceptions that I'm thinking that other people think is also false realities. Mm-hmm. And so as long as I keep coaching myself in those affirmations, mm-hmm. we're good. <laughs> because so is, is that how it shows up for you? Like, um, like putting stories in other people's heads and kind of fearing yes that you Mm -hmm. need to take care of it or that they're thinking bad thoughts about you and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I need to control that. So I have to control the narrative, whatever the made up narrative is, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to act, act, react on it and stuff like that. Knowing I had to also learn the difference between it being just an intrusive thought versus it being God talking, speaking to me about Uh, a situation Yeah, that could get skewed really easily. Uh Right. There was a lot. I have, I have, a lot of religious trauma, <laughs> right? Mm, you know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was like, oh, symptomatically, this is what makes sense. However, if it comes up in threes, fours, fives, sevens, whatever, if it's a repeat, a repetitive thing, and I don't feel fear out of it, or I don't feel intimidation out of it, or I don't feel uneasy about it, then I lean into, okay, God, this could be you. So what is it that you want me to know? Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so absolutely. I have to force myself to quiet my brain down, which yes. is why I really 
took up becoming a yoga instructor <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, I was like, okay, I want to learn and not just it, like restorative yoga too, like mm-hmm. being forced to slow down, <laughs> slow yeah. all the way down, you know, yeah. um, that makes so sense. Recognizing yeah. the differences has been, um, something I'm starting to get good at. Cause again, this is all fresh in the last 12 months. <laughs> You know, yeah, so yeah. I've been practicing like, okay, God, I feel like this is you. And if I take that route, right. And that's where that fear, then the, you're, you're going to fail and everyone's going to blah, blah, blah. And so you need to do these compulsive things to keep yourself from, from being successful. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, no. So I step out on it anyway and get, and get the result I'm looking for right away or within days, weeks, month, whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, then I'm going to just stay here. God, this is really where you were trying to show me versus me being in my head and, yeah. you know, yeah, I hear you. that's, that's like one of the first things. Well, I mentioned in, in my empower, empowered wisdom school program, that's uh, along with connecting with your higher power first thing then there's also knowing the difference between the intellect and the instinct to stay safe. And which is that that's all exactly it's ego. But you know, back in the day, when I learned about spirit and ego, it was like, well, it's just it's ego over there. And we don't realize if we're not careful, our ego will slip into our spiritual identity and like pretend to be it. And I think yes. that can lead to spiritual narcissism that can lead to um, spiritual fears or un- unfounded, you know, even con- even conspiracy stuff. Sometimes it's like it goes too far and mm-hmm. it's like, OK, really, I really only have this experience, whatever's right in front of me and mm-hmm. whatever life shows me even on the physical plane and sometimes on that astral plane. But the rest of it, it's like that's the other lines of communication. <laughs> so I just have to pay attention to what uh-huh. I'm getting. And yes. in that, it really cuts the stress out. Mm-hmm. You know, we go, well, whatever, whatever's happening over there. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. I can't do anything about it. Knowing mm-hmm. your, knowing where your realm of control begins and ends is so important. Absolutely. Yes. And so when you talk about, um, you know, you shared with me before we started um, the podcast that clear boundaries with certain people, and you certainly don't have to call out the certain people, but what is it about the boundaries, that's the most challenging thing, because I know a lot of my clients and a lot of our listeners have that same challenge of they, it, whether it's sensing the needs of others or, um, or sensing their criticism, their true criticism, then you, maybe they haven't said it out of their mouth, but you can sense that they're sending you bad vibes. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the biggest challenge for you when it comes to energetic boundaries and boundaries with people? Hmm. Sticking to them. Oh, yes. Like actually sticking to them. I am one who, and this is a part of how I was brought up. um, I was such a people pleaser, though, um, that it was making me physically ill, like really, 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 really bad. And then around 24 ish, 25 ish, I learned the word no and I learned the power of no. So now I am no longer a yes girl. I'm a no girl first. Yes, as a secondary. <laughs> it takes it. away that expectation from the, uh, it takes away the pressure of feeling other people's expectations of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And it lets them know I'm not playing with you. Right. Or these are some clear cut, even like just being able to be here on the show, the process, the process you had laid out. I was like, oh, this is straight. No chasers. There's no guesswork to it. It just is what it is. You know, I like that. Those are those, you know, when you are upfront with those boundaries or 
or those expectations of, hey, um, my hours are eight to five, five on one, I'm unavailable. Mm-hmm, and I can't exactly. serve you at this capacity or, hey, when we're writing grants, because I don't do a lot of the grant writing, I'm teaching them how to tell their own story and helping them get awarded, right? We, we talked about storytelling. Mm-hmm. We're using software to help you achieve that goal. I don't have 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours to sit down and write a federal grant. Mm-hmm. They are pretty lengthy, mm-hmm. but let's do something like this. Get on Zoom. I'll ask you the questions they want to know. Get your, get your, you know what I mean? Get your work transcribed or, and I'll edit and I'll assist you with building fundraisers, building, you know, your board, building all these other tools. And so, uh, but I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And just, I think laying it out there of here's what I am going to do. Here's what is expected of, of me to you, vice versa. And then here's what is not. <laughs> You know, um, now I don't have a problem laying that out. What I have a problem with though, sticking to it, (laughs) that one, two, third, second, third, fourth offense. And it's like, (laughs) I didn't enforce that consequence, you know, initially right away. So Uh I'm enforcing the consequences by offense three or four. And all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. And it's like, it's okay. I've been there. Um, I get it. Oh, that's hard. You know? Because yeah, um, you yeah, you want to be helpful. You're in this work to help. So yes, I think that's a huge challenge with those of us who are doing he- either healing work or helping in any kind of way. What you're talking about with nonprofits is you're helping people help people. So, you know, even to that degree, there's a sense of being selfless and, you know, over compassion, over caring. You know, that I know that in the nonprofit world, you know, some people, like you said earlier, can make six figures, but there's some that are not run so great. So people aren't making money and they're living on their passion for the purpose, but, you know, the rest of it isn't in alignment. So, so su- mm-hmm. super important, especially for where you're going. Um, and I pulled a few cards for you, if you don't mind, as I typically yes. do for my guests. Awesome. We'll take yes. a look at that and, and what might be helpful to be thinking about as you're, as you're dealing with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with the, you literally got my giveaway card and I call this my card of the codependent. It's kind of blown out right now, but you have this lady Mm -hmm. kind of giving herself away. But if you look at it differently, she's actually receiving from the universe. Mm. So that, that kind of tendency to give away too much of yourself, it definitely comes from childhood patterns. It definitely comes from where you were taught your value is as a as a little one so it and it may have been in a past life you know it might have been just continued so a a kind of core belief that well i'm a nice i'm a nice guy like this is what i do and so if i stop doing all the giving and i don't if i keep these firm boundaries then i'm going to be one of the guys that doesn't care or i'm going to end up being a jerk and i don't want to be a jerk because that's not who i am so right. it's redefining <laughs> your identity and which is a is a big you know it may mm-hmm. seem simple oh i don't stick to boundaries but it's really like an identity shift mm-hmm. and you're coming out of a time where you visualized speaking up more and you learned you started learning to go with with your flow a little bit more and trust yourself to to work on this so i do see the self work that you've been doing and honing in on it but now what's going to make the difference is getting more grounded and speaking your truth, even if people don't like it. So you mentioned an abrasiveness sometimes when you have intuitive hits or when you, you know, <laughs> you share yourself that way, you could almost take that part of you and then translate it to the boundary keeper as well. Mm-hmm. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total it makes total sense. <laughs> because if you're willing to piss someone off by telling them, you know what, that's not actually what I'm seeing here. Maybe you need to ask this question or, you know, whatever comes up intuitively. It's like, oh, that part of me is my wisdom, you know, and that's me. I'm the empower your wisdom lady, because it's there's a certain part of us that always is is seeking to to live in that balance. And, mm -hmm. it's, and in the balance is where we have access to joy, where we have access to our energy and our happiness. And we can also be with the difficult parts and be with, with saying no or disappointing someone. And it's like, that's okay. I still stay in the middle with my wisdom. So I'm not, I'm not really too worried about what's happening here because my intuition tells me what I need to do for me. Mm -hmm. So do you find that you're real good at, you know, sharing what other people need through your intuition, but you're not always great at following it for yourself? 170 percent yes yes. <laughs> yes i understand i understand 100 yeah. so um so yeah your your current environment is simply not sacrificing yourself anymore because you've come around to this many many times um it's time to set an intention and then catch yourself each time and say oh i'm doing it again or i did it again but next time i'm going to you know maybe i'll send an email to counter that just a little bit. I'll, I'll mm -hmm. see what my intuition tells me to do to then find that balance again, because you, there is a part of you and this feels like soul level that you may have been in lifetimes where you were either very kind and very compassionate or very, very hard. And so you have a mm -hmm. sense of yourself that if I'm not in my heart, I can be, I can be tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's not who you identify as, but you know she's no. in there. Yes. Like the evil yes. queen. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so so it's super important to to accept that there, you know, not everyone can come along with you in this, but you can with your heart-centered nature get around obstacles if people are are strange. Even like something that comes up for for you right now is to almost have canned responses ready. Like think about beforehand, <laughs> like, okay, I sense that this person's going to push my boundaries. So then what can I maybe say with the first time that they do? Mm -hmm. So you have it prepared in your back pocket mm -hmm. because that, that's the way your, your, your intuition is going to tell you, this is one of them. She's going to mm -hmm. do that or he's going to mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> I can tell already. <laughs> so you're already thinking of the people that you can use. Yes. That with. <laughs> I was like, there's a list already on Facebook that I'm like. <laughs> Let me it. just nip this in the bud instead of ignoring them. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, your biggest, um, your biggest hope and, and fear as well is to be a, a worker of light in this world. You do the work because of your faith, because of your heart, and you have everything you need to succeed, but it's not always, it doesn't always click uh, because you're not always admitting to your, your deepest desires with this work. And if it, mm. if that means you want more wealth or you want more freedom, you're not always telling like you're doing what what God is asking you to do what your higher power is asking you to do but you're not always saying like hey can I get a little bit of this like can I can I pray yeah. for something for myself and yeah. I, <laughs> yes and I, that's something we forget and that's old programming old yeah. old programming from like when we were nuns or monks or whatever mm -hmm. it's like oh we can't you know we're supposed to be completely selfless well, no, um, nowadays, because our needs are not met through those kinds of organizations anymore, and we're out there doing uh, 
the higher powers work in all kinds of different ways. It's like, okay, well, it would be nice to have this. So working with the law of attraction would be nice for you and mm-hmm. working, letting your intuition guide you towards some of those things and investing in yourself a little bit more. And, and you have a wonderful intuition. It is your superpower. You've got to, you know, in the coming months and, and in 2023, I do see you shedding an old identity in terms of maybe martyr, like being a martyr. Um, and notice how that when you are a martyr, it might bring a sense of empowerment when you get mad. <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> what, like, that's what I call a carefrontational message. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it's, it's not easy to hear, but it's so important because it's it's like, oh, yeah, that's why. I mean, I have my mm-hmm. own. That's why I understand this. I don't talk about anything that I don't, <laughs> I don't identify with. Um, and so it's like, oh, right. If I stop doing that, I stop getting to feel powerful when I get mad about it. So that's something when you follow your intuition and things keep going better and better for you, that's where that saboteur comes in and tries to keep you safe in that old identity. And it's like, it's so, like things could just go well most of the time. <laughs> and it not be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a problem. Like it's- I, um, I was literally just telling my sister, I said, I can't wait for 2023. Like I've never been so excited about a, the new year, like, like ending this year to jump into the new year. Cause I already see how January to December of 2023 is going to lay out some of the good, bad and ugly, but most, mm-hmm. mostly good. I can have a good year all year and I deserve that. Yes, and just even do. saying that I deserve that yep. has me now clicked on like, oh, well, this is going to be a no brainer. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I can jump up to that, you know, higher six figure, seven figure, and it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. who are you, you to not have that? Right? Like, right, right. Why not? If other people can, why can't you? And so I think it is that breaking of an old like mental story, or maybe it's a spiritual story of, having to kind of give so much and just be that martyr. So letting go of that would be super huge for you and setting your intentions and, and seeing yourself as a leader in that, in the comp, you do have the confidence, but it's just about owning that. Yeah. Like in owning your worth, you know, and, and just taking that to a new level. So I feel like you're going to embody that a lot more in the new year, which is probably why you're so excited. I am. (laughs) I thank you. That's all of that was complete confirmation of again like what I've been feeling but hearing it out loud from someone else who doesn't know me from you know Eve right is <laughs> like okay again this is where I'm leaning on the side of you know the Holy Spirit here or intuition to to, yeah, to say this is going to be okay I feel like right now I see myself like jumping off a cliff like jumping in t- and falling into a pillow of feathers or <laughs> you know what I mean like just mm-hmm. like starting to let that old mindset shift go you know you, our, my, my mindset with money and I was having a conversation with this with someone else the other day I said your mindset with money when you're used to being broke and being poor is a whole lot different than when you get it you know because she asked me she was like well because of the last job I had, I was working in a nonprofit and I made right at the six figure mark. And they were and she was just like, well, how did you feel being rich? I said, I never said I was rich. You never heard that come out of my mouth. I was happy to be able to do the things I wanted to do, but I didn't care because I knew everything that I needed was met. That was just play money. 
Mm-hmm. So now I'm at the point where I'm tired of just playing with money and I'm ready to invest mm-hmm. and then continue to serve others in a can totally different capacity. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, what? I'm like, yeah, never mind. Like, don't, <laughs> don't worry about language. it. But I know that that shift is like, I'm being sucked into this vacuum, you know, of, of that mindset. And I even did a training at a workshop, like how to get yourself into position to then get what it is that you where to go to your next level literally yeah. just get into position alone everyone everything that you need will attract you you don't have to go find those people that's right amen so so with all of that where can people find you and what uh, if you have any free offerings or a website that they can find you at oh yeah Share so that. <laughs> so you can find me if you just want to just follow me or just hang out with me i'm on facebook and linkedin at my name shakira Relaford. You can also, if you're like really after listening to this and you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to go follow that gut feeling and go start that nonprofit or go, even if you are interested in being a philanthropist in general, I do have a free workbook, how to start and scale your nonprofit in 45 days or less. You can find that at nonprofitunplug.com forward slash workbook. And I designed it with the intent of before you even sit down to do the paperwork of any kind, right? Have all of this stuff done first. Cause once you go and apply and pay for it all, your system is set up like you are, you can just jump into the funding. Nice. The funding fun zone. So, <laughs> the funding fun zone. The funding fun zone right there. Right. <laughs> um, and if you're looking to work a little bit more one-on-one, um, it doesn't have to necessarily be grant writing, grant management. It could just be, I want to coach. I want you, I just want to pick your brain. Definitely go over to nonprofitunplug.com for slash services and just book some time with me. I'm open. Awesome. Thank you, Shakira. So nice to meet you today and connect with you and I appreciate you sharing your light. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to do this and be vulnerable, right? Yes. Vulnerability is courageous. If you guys don't take anything else away, just know it's okay to be vulnerable. That's where healing is. You know, what God reveals, he heals. What your higher power reveals, you get healing from it. You know, it don't have to be God, but understanding that there is surge right surgeons and you know your vulnerability is beautiful when it's done right so that's right absolutely relaxing into it surrender surrender i love it Mm -hmm. all right well you have a wonderful day thanks for joining us and thanks for listening guys thank you hey there i hope you enjoyed today's show if you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests make sure you subscribe for daily interview content and here's three ways i can help empower your wisdom for free Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. 
At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.